It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
I mean, is there anybody better than Fleetwood Mac? My God. Well, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode, folks. And what an episode it it is going to be. It shall be an amazing episode. How is everybody? Was it a was it a was it a gentle reentry to the week? Uh, we do we are doing a countdown. My my parents get in town on Wednesday, so I'm just trying to clean up everything in my life before then before I get reunited with my family who I haven't seen in. I swear to God, I'm seeing them. I, I just I see them way too much. Dad, if you're listening, I'm seeing you guys way too much. It's just the fact. And but uh, on top of it, you guys, I you 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 talked me into going with them to Clearwater, Florida, in a couple of weeks. So I'm going with. I'm tagging along with them. When I was 10 years old, tagging along on vacations, I had to. And now I'm going because my podcast audience voted for me to go. I'm just joking. I'm very excited, Mom. Even though it's a town run by Scientologists. Today, you guys. I'm just going to pretty much get right into the interview. There is one little topic I want to talk about. Also, Bachelor in Paradise, ridiculous if you're watching it. I got through about an hour. Uh, that Demi, what a what a, what a a dork. What a try-hard dork. I said it on Monday's episode. I'll say it again. Try-hard dork. These Bachelor contestants. In fact, I have Mike Johnson from The Bachelor coming on this week. And he was, he was awesome, actually. A very real person. Um, but today, we have the one and only Spencer Pratt. And I say the one and only because they broke the mold. I mean, that that truly uh, and and if you guys I, I just don't know, um, you know, it's like pop culture references. For me, it is the roadmap to my life and to a lot of the close friends in my life. Like we 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 talk in terms of pop culture references. Like, oh, oh, it was that year when the episode came out where uh, Heidi got into a fight with Lauren. You know, like, we, we say these things, and it's almost like a year and a month is said, whether it's like a song we like or a concert we saw or or the, the year that, um, you know, Heathers came out, the movie. I mean, all of these things mean so much, and I think somebody that would be close to the Mount Rushmore, at least in terms of reality shows, for what he meant— and what he still means and what he has built since then, built since then, is is Spencer Pratt. Now, Spencer Pratt, of course, uh, we know him. He rose to fame from the hills on MTV. But as we talk about in the interview, he was already, you know, he, he had an executive produced a TV show already, The Princes of Malibu, with Brody Jenner and David Foster. I mean, the guy, the way his mind works, you just aren't going to find somebody else like that. The way he, it just... I, I just really, um, I don't know. I, I've always liked him. Uh, you know, when he was on the Hills, I, I feared him at times, which is exactly what you wanted from that character. But what I thought is especially amazing about this man is what he has built since then. We talk so much about this, you know, of what he did with his Snapchat and, and what he took of like leaning in to the things that he loved. He found hummingbirds beautiful, his hummers. So he he uh, he snapped those, or now Instagram those. He's actually uh, still with his wife. That that we all kind of like at times, you know the the tabloids. I mean, they remember when they used to take those tabloid photos. They were one of the first couples, or he was one of the first uh, people to tip off paparazzi and like stage photos. I mean, I have whole photo sets of Spencer and Heidi. The one with them and the pumpkins at the pumpkin patch always makes me laugh. But this guy was thinking ahead. This guy was making the blueprint for what reality stars do today. 
you know? And this guy did it with panache. He did it with style and charm. And I know you're like, I don't think, but he did. If you compare him to somebody like a Bronwyn Windham Burke, who tries to do that stuff, that guy, this guy pulled it off and he was doing it when you could get paid for it. But like any good character in, in a movie or in even in our actual lives, there is uh, what we call a, a character arc where he started, you know, he faltered. And now we're back up on the rise. And we talk a lot about The Hills' new beginnings, which has just finished its second season on MTV. And uh, I found it at times very difficult to watch. And we talk about that. And he is very respectful. Um, You know, we don't know if it is going to get picked up for a third season. I think this man deserves to be on TV regardless of The Hills. And I would love to have it centered around his life because I also think this dude with his Pratt Daddy crystals, which if you guys have not go, I, I'm I'm in like I want to get one of these Pratt Daddy crystal necklaces, or as he calls it, the drip, because he makes it just I don't know. I I gotta say I think I have a man crush on Spencer. I do. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Damn it! I have a man crush on Spencer. He spent an hour and forty minutes with us today, and. I was sitting there and I'm I'm not going to leave in all the pauses or something because there was a lot of times he went to check on Gunner or the dogs, his son, or make sure Heidi, because Heidi had just gotten home. And I always get so, um, you know, you just get the sense of a real person in a real home with a real family. And that's from one of the, what, what was dubbed as the number one villain of all times on reality shows. And he spent so much time and he just has so many stories like this dude. I'm telling you, there will be a documentary about this dude one day. So I was very indulgent with the time that he gave me because you're damn right. If he's going to tell me I'm going to be able to keep going, I'm just going to keep going and listening to him. I could have gone for another eight billion hours, but I, I, I don't know if you've noticed this yet. And maybe you're like, Ryan, I do it. Just move it along. But I like some of the messy parts. I like some of the stuff like Gunner comes in at one time and they talk about dinosaurs and I'm definitely leaving it in because like I said, this is like my audio scrapbook as much as you're listening to it to potentially get through your day or maybe to work out to or disassociate to. This is what I did today. Man, I was nervous all week, and 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 I got to get up today, and I got to uh, I got to study about Spencer, and I got to kind of think like, oh, what if it goes this way? And what it, it, this is, this is the dream for me. This is like talking to people like this, and this is just all about getting my ten thousand hours under my belt and trying to get better. And uh, at the same time, this dude just does all the heavy lifting. He is one of the easiest guests to ever have because he just makes it entertaining like i said i could just listen to this dude forever uh uh shout out to i know he was on heather mcdonald's podcast recently he was also on uh our friend uh jacques peterson from the unpopular podcast he's been on a couple times i strongly recommend you guys listening to those as well i could listen to spencer pretty much on any, anything so uh but if you guys don't know spencer if you guys are too young get into this dude now i'm telling you this dude is two steps away from, uh, I don't know, I just, coming from an acting background myself, I know how so much uh, goes into it, and we talk a lot, or he talks a lot about this, about uh, sometimes missed opportunities, or maybe if he had done this, or if he had kept going this way, but I'm telling you, eventually, if you don't give up, life, and especially out in Los Angeles, is a marathon, not a race or a sprint. It's always the people that never gave up. 
And, you know, you could say, well, you know, you might not, you, uh, you might not want to do anything else. So why would you give up? I'm telling you, this town makes it so easy to give up. This town makes you want to give up. <laughs> this town begs you to give up. And here is somebody who hasn't given up. And here is somebody that, like I said, when he, when the Hills got canceled, you know, when he went to Costa Rica, when he, there were so many ways it was just like, dude, you're not, you're not working again. And then he like, he just found things that he liked and he leaned into that and he created something out of that kind of out of thin air. He changed people's perceptions about him. And I was like, dude, that's the same Spencer Pratt from the Hills. And that's why when the Hills New Beginnings came on, I was like, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing of all time because they're capitalizing on this amazing thing that Spencer and Heidi built and and of us all being entertained by Spencer's Snapchat at the time, which is now, you know, the Instagram. And we talk a lot about algorithms in this. But I feel like no offense to the Hills New Beginnings because the Hills originally has such a soft spot. We all have a soft spot in our heart for the Hills. It has meant so much to so many of us. But I just feel like they haven't, if they do in a third season, maybe they're going to capture some kind of lightning in a bottle, as Spencer calls it. But uh, I don't know. Regardless, I am just fascinated by this man. Uh, I I will, I man, I say at the end, this is, I think he's a super class act. He did not need to do this show at all. You know, he doesn't need to really do any podcasts. But uh, I, I'd like to thank Sandra, who's been booking the show and she just kept after him and did not take no. And uh, we talk about that at the end where he just says, man, you know, I want to be around that kind of energy, that kind of energy where people like you guys, the listeners reach out and say, I want to hear you on this. So I'm saying it works, guys. It really does. I couldn't do this without you. I say this every day, but I'm saying it again. I couldn't do this without you, without your support, without you wanting me to hear you wanting to hear me with people like this, man, it makes all the difference. I think to where I was a year ago and we were still churning it out and like talking to cool people, but man, what a difference a year makes. So thank you, Sandra. Thank you to all you guys, because this dude noticed and uh, it, it really, I think this is a really good, interesting conversation. He makes, uh, oh, my, my Apple watch just went off. My Apple watch was like, cut it, dude. It's a long interview. Okay. Anyways, regardless, here he is the one and only Spencer Pratt. Uh, you guys, welcome back to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We have had such an amazing week. I mean, Dorinda Medley, but today I think we actually have one better. This is somebody that is actually a personal hero of mine, not just in terms of reality shows, but in all of pop culture. He is a legend to me, and he has taught me to lean into what you love. This is the only man in reality television that has a true story arc. Uh, this man loves burritos, wine, crystals, hummingbirds, Taylor Swift, Gunner, Heidi, but also he is one of the most brilliant minds, not just in reality, but in all of pop culture. This man is two moves away from mogul status. I'm telling you, overnight success sometimes take 20 years. You know him this season from the Hills New Beginnings, but he is so much more than that. Spencer Pratt, thank you so much for being here. Wow. I'm going to actually start a rap career and that's just going to be like when the beat drops, going to be you. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, can I be fire. on a Heidi? Can I be uh, on a Heidi track? That would be amazing. Yeah. Breaking news. I literally just uh, you know, this is how much news we're breaking over here. This oh, is, you know, I already have a baby. Literally over here picking recording studios for the new breakout for kids single with Morgan Saint that Heidi's got coming. So get ready. That's what we need. See, that's 
you made pop culture exciting. Both of you did. You guys, I know the term is overused now, understanding the assignment, but you guys knew the assignment before the assignment was even a thing. Like you actually created so many pop culture memories that you should be checking, uh, you should be have residuals on. I mean, staging paparazzi photos, creating storylines. You did this all before anybody else did it. The funniest thing, people to this day, like, like, you know, not that not intelligent people are saying this, but very intelligent people always be like, man, how's that life getting those residuals just off reality TV, like all the shows you're on. I'm like, we don't get a dollar. People are like, what? And they're like, what? I thought there was that big strike. I'm like, yeah, they lost. But it's so funny that like the amount of energy I put into something that in speaking of residuals, I always trip that if I was a scripted, if I was not like, you know, Mario Lopez still getting saved by the bell checks too. Like, <laughs> like it's so wild that what an amazing career that is if you you know, put your work in. So I blew it. I should have just wait. No, you did. No, no, you didn't blow it. You've set yourself up for the best act in history because you, I mean, you, the Hills new beginnings, uh, you know, it is one of the shows that you were the most known for the Hills originally new beginnings. Everybody was so excited. I think you guys included because you're like, everybody is ripe for this, for this. Everybody has such love for this show. And then we were like, Oh, okay. This is kind of weird. And then by the second season, I just watched the season finale again. And there are shots of you just looking, going like, okay. Oh, like you were laughing during the filming. It was the most out of body, like, cause I, cause I married Heidi, obviously she's a spiritual warrior. Like, you know, <laughs> she's got, you know, the Holy spirit yeah. and she's put that, like, I now look at everything like good and evil. I was like, this is the devil literally on set taking like, I, this was it for me. Like we're back in the game. We're going to yep. relaunch the momentum. Like, and it was like the devil must've possessed everybody on set to like, just, like freeze up like i don't i don't know what's going on like i was like this is you know and i know i'll never forget shout out sean travis uh reality tv producer he used to say back in the day like when i was you know dealing with hills drama and he da, 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 he would look at me and he would say we have lightning in a bottle and it took 10 years to even try to get a bottle to put some more lightning back in it and i'm like can we it was it was an emotional roller coaster and it's a hard balance because I still, I was acting like it was over and then I got in trouble because I was on podcast like, oh, it was a rap and I was saying how I really felt and then I got in trouble and I would like it to continue. So it's a hard balance of me like just airing out what's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. but no, I want to and like, well, but part, by the way, I don't need, two, no, I want to, part well, I don't need any of that. No, I'm just saying our personal opinion oh. is we're watching you eat burritos and pot pie and that is the most fascinating part of like you and Heidi and Heidi actually to her credit shared such an emotional journey that audiences can tell when something's real and they can see real emotions. Heidi actually shared with us this season and we actually cared about it. You know, you have to care about somebody to actually follow their journey like we have with you and Heidi, but you are one of the only people in reality show television that I believe their arc. You were painted or you actually reveled in being a reality show villain. You were voted number one at one time, and that's just not who you are anymore. Um, if they would write that same check, I would be it again. Like, that's that's the reality. It wasn't, yeah. it, it was uh, not a fair playing field, which I knew going into it, like initially, it is, it was, and it, it is LC show. And that's the, they used to say, she's the Mary Tyler Moore. That's bulletproof. You're not. So with that producer, Sean Travis, we had this plot called Operation Upstage. And it was to take 
any A storyline from an episode away from the narrator. So I, if they had been like, hey, Spencer, we're going to give you that same check to be, be more like a Brody and have everyone love me, I would have, that's way easier to, hey, you. No, the dinosaurs in the movie Jurassic Park are robots and CGI. Uh, yes, you <laughs> yeah, not not the dinosaurs on the dinosaur planet. Those ones were real and the bones we saw are real. But the ones in the movie, those are animatronics like we saw at Universal Studios. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, will you shut the door, Gunner? Yeah, I'll teach oh. Oh yeah, the movie they're robots. Oh my! Wow, that's br- huge breaking news. The movie yeah. they were the robots. That's amazing. Yeah, now we well, got a Heidi appearance. So that's huge. Yeah, Heidi was out of town, so it's Dad's weekend. We we started watching real Jurassic Park. So it's like you, we keep watching these uh, Dino battles, like with the toys. I'm like, you want to see the real deals on it? And <laughs> like never- it was, and it was always too scary when Mom was there. But he's like, no, I want to watch. I'm like, so now, and then. I he thought all these people were being eaten. I'm like, no, these are actors. You know, when we would go to work for the hills and you you put the microphone on, they get paid more to hang out with fake robot <laughs> dinosaurs. They have the better job. Well, yeah, uh, we, I had to hang out with Adrena. Yeah, they get paid mean, with fake dinosaurs. It's a it's a pre- totally different thing. Pretty much, we hung out with dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> the, what do they call it? Uh, the tar pits. Like, <laughs> no, it, it was insane. Well, the problem is. This wouldn't have happened, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. If Instagram didn't exist, we would have had a number one hit show. See, when Heidi and I used to be famous, we we felt everyone's opinions. Everyone, These people lived in la-la land where they thought they were just perfect and everyone loved them. They just didn't like Heidi and Spencer. That's not the truth. Even when we were supposed to hate ones, there's people that didn't like you, Adriana, didn't like you. You know, like now with social media, one comment could change a whole direction of a season like so if they on that reboot that we come back somebody starts writing to them it gets in their head these people are that fragile that they let trolls like change their like existence so that and then they're so used to curating imaginary versions of themselves that when a camera shows up they think that's a big instagram like oh no on my instagram this is like my fab fit fun box or whatever like no like, here's what's so wild. We had better storylines for Audrina on TMZ. And then she's like, oh, I won't put that in the show. It's like, TMZ gets more ratings than The Hills. Like, put it, talk, like, talk, pull up TMZ and discuss this. And it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, TMZ is the court. It's all in the documents. Like, this is public information. Let's put that, your real, like, oh, I don't want that. It's like, it's already out there. So stuff like that is just mind-boggling. It's so hard to compete, but you're one of the only people that actually continued narrative storytelling in social media. I actually was watching, I'm a straight dude watching Snapchat just to see your daily existence. Then you switched over to Instagram. Like, I followed storylines. Like, I was like, oh, Pratt Daddy, I was meeting the characters that work at your store. I was meeting, like, you, like, already set up this beautiful thing, and it's like, how are the Hills New Beginnings going to compete with the lifestyle that you have shared with us, the head heavy pours, the burritos, the hummingbirds. This thing has magic and it caught a fire. It caught, it caught, like I, every one of the girls that I hang out with or know or on Instagram, you guys were the ones that they were watching. So that was what's so frustrating, this whole scenario. And it's one of those life lessons that, and I still believe TV is so powerful, linear television. But what happened was when I was going and recapping Siesta Key 
on my Snapchat when I was the year I like around the time I got the Snapchat yeah. the year. And I was like, before Snapchat made you buy ads to be the most famous person. So they had like the discover page. And I, I don't know if it was a hack because I've also heard you can never beat an algorithm, but in my head, that if I out Snapchatted every single person <laughs> on the app, that the algorithm, there's only so many accounts that like were filtered, verified, like that we can put in the stream. So I have screenshots of when I'm doing like 8 million views a week, like crazy that I should have just been like DJ Khaled numbers when and he got so big, yeah. but it was so weird that, you know, it, it was, I was like, the game hid me. So it was like an undercover level fame. So when I was going to MTV for the Siesta Key, they're like, hey, like we should do a show about um, you and Heidi. And I was like, no, 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 no. Cause Jersey shore had just been relaunched. And I'm like yeah. hearing about these checks and I'm like thinking they'll put the Hills and Jersey shore. back. I'm like, let's bring the Hills back. Like you think people will do it. I start calling people in the room, getting every pumping everybody up. Biggest mistake of my life right there. Like I've done a lot of things wrong, but I think that was one of those moments that I was better off just like, not being selfish, being self-motivated. Well, well, no, no, not selfish. You were following your own journey. Like the, the way, the direction of your- Yeah, I should have uh, been like, here's what's yes. going on. Let's go. Like You created your own show based yeah, yeah. around you and your life. Yeah. The and fact that we have to slow down to watch Brody take a bath, you know, is- I, I mean, no offense to Brody. No, no, I know no. you guys, oh, no. I know you guys cool are friends. Now, and now, you said, now, yeah, now, you said now. he comes down- I, I was talking with my friend, Jock Peterson, who you were awesome on his podcast. And you said he, you know, Brody, did you see that fight he got into in Vegas on his birthday? This is people always invite me out and they think I'm like, like, this is, that's why I used to spend $10,000 a day in security. When I was saying this, there's always a drunk person. I know these people, I've grown up with them. that literally just sees a famous person getting attention and just wants to like do something. It's like yeah. a, a glitch in the matrix. So I didn't text him about it. Cause I didn't want to like make it like a thing, but I, I appreciate it. He, he got his little stretch, little quick split, like, <laughs> Hey, yeah, I got TMZ, you. TMZ was like, he got, yeah, he, he got, got a kick. kick he got, he a, got kick a kick. In. In. So <laughs> it's so funny though, the way the world works. Cause there's this social media guy, big Joe, who's seven feet tall, who, you know, when he's in LA, he's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. But initially when he first reached out to me years ago on Snapchat or wherever, he's like, you know, I'm seven feet tall. I'm huge. I'll be a free bodyguard. And I was, and now I'm don't have bodyguard budget. I'm like, Hey, yeah. Like I don't need a bodyguard, but like, I'll go out and, you want to like do bodyguarding we'll get some content so i met him years ago and so big joe's out everywhere always and he happened to be in vegas that morning of that fight thing i text brody and big joe i'm like yo my big joe my bodyguard is uh, by the pool like you, sh you know free bodyguard will keep you safe and so he was with them all at the pool and they were tagging me in videos and then uh so big joe sends me that video he's like look what happened to brody i'm like why weren't you there and he's like, he told me he was just going to lay low and probably not go out that night. And I was like, the universe literally, like, I'm an angel. Like, I was a messenger. <laughs> like, I foresaw you getting attacked. And I presented, uh, what's maybe that was supposed to happen at the pool party. And it was less at the club. I don't know. It's weird yeah, yeah, though, yeah. that I tried to give him a bodyguard that day. And then he gets attacked. But um, yeah, no, I went, I should have been like, yes, I have hummingbirds landing on my head. This is show. I have all these freaking wild you know healer so we tr here's what happened why it threw me off at that time viacom cbs had their own different entity which was like their digital media it's a different like building and they did spencer pratt will heal you and they must have spent the same amount of the hills like i had the level of a hills crew and i was like 
whoa, this is for a YouTube channel, guys. Like I kept saying, like, I think we should be spending this on marketing. Like we only, like, we only needed one camera that had gold lenses. And this was like literally a gold lens. Like I was like, what do you, you have a gold lens? <laughs> um, and so I did so much of that stuff should have just been part of that, brought a little bit of Brody in, maybe pop a little Audrina cameo. Here's the craziest part. And I haven't talked about this. We, before this, right before this, we shot a pilot, the Heidi and Spencer show for E and we, and this is when Kristen Cavallari was saying she'll never do reality TV again. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe she didn't say that. Don't get mad. Kristen. I thought I, maybe I read that. I it could be, don't, I want a problem. You're too powerful now. Um, so I thought she was done, but we got her as like the, the friend of Heidi's yeah. and like FaceTiming in the pilot. So it's about to get picked up da, 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 um, and the president of E gets replaced. And it's like a known thing that whatever they're working on, that's cleaned out. Cause they're not yeah, yeah. the new person, which that's a no, like I'm not making this up. Like, but here's how, how crazy the game is. They saw our pilot and they saw Kristen in it, reached out to Kristen <sighs> and were like, Hey, and like that was literally like two weeks later. Kristen takes that like so uncommon she James. And I'm wait. not saying I'm not saying that like I'm not trying to take credit for that. Kristen, relax. No, no, no. <laughs> timing, you know that we had you in our pilot, and then two weeks later, E grabs you and you get. But that I mean that is how entertainment works. No, no. I mean no, I will no, say no, it's like, no. but this oh so the Spidey podcast. I don't know if you know this. They just announced this today on podcast one. Jay Cutler is joining your podcast network uh i uh kristen's act so i thought that was uh you should have him on as a guest uh asap um i would love to but uh he has an interesting personality when you interact with him in real life yeah, um yeah. so i had one experience so then i was like wow like it's so crazy when people think they know you and like you're gonna vibe me like i could have vibed you as hard like i'm the bad guy you're just the mean cigarette guy like like <laughs> how am I the nice guy in this situation? You know, it's so weird. Like, so I, you know, I don't, I, wasn't, I don't know. Wait, you, I don't know how much longer we'll be doing the, uh, the podcast one. I had a great, um, uh, podcast with the skinny confidential at, over there. And they're oh, dear, like, with dear their, media. Their dear media. And yeah. Like, Annabelle, our mutual friend, Annabelle, DeSisto's over there. He's our, oh, so I was, he's like, over at dear I was yeah. like, Whoa, this seems like, you guys got it figured out. Yeah. We've been basically podcasting for fun for the last three years. It's not like, you know, well, you even talking, burritos. I mean, you started off uh, back way back in the day. The, what was that? The Spicer reporter or the whatever. Spice, the Spice an hour. And I'm still so upset that, uh, you know, I blame that guy, Rob, um, for, you know, sabotaging. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, we, here's the worst part about all this. When podcasting literally was like, what, 2008 people. So the editor of Us Weekly, Peter Grossman, told he was always telling us start a podcast, and I was like, "Who listens to these?" Like <laughs> back then, like I, I think I was kind of right, but we should have just done them so we could have been like Joe Rogan and sold like an archive of four thousand episodes. I mean, Heidi was just on Call Her Daddy, where she got a sixty million dollar deal, Alexandra Cooper, and Heidi was just on that a couple of weeks ago, killed it. But like that, I mean, that happened in less than a year. I mean, no, she, I mean, that, the pandemic. That, that story, I think I've read every Forbes. It's it's more than my brain can comprehend because the amount of years and trenches and grind. And I'm not saying like the girl's great, totally supporters and so many pop, but like I'm over here trying to get a dollar selling crystals after <laughs> you know, like 2002, 2004 was Prince's Mouth. Like, and I haven't stopped hustling. 
And well, you know, so it's see, that's like, what I, I wanted to let the audience know. I know I have a lot of younger listeners, but uh, Princes of Malibu, you guys, if you guys don't know, uh, Spencer executive produced, he did that show with Brody, uh, with uh, David Foster. It was, uh, you can find it on YouTube. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, but yeah, the no, the, they, series, the, the, the production company hosts that. I'm like, okay, yeah. That. Give me that footage. But like you actually, so you've been, this is not just something you stumbled upon that like, oh, I'm good at pop culture and putting shows together. You've done this from day one. Oh, there's people to this day that like, I don't remember because as you saw, my memory is horrible. Um, but uh, there's people I went to summer school with that you can, will tell me like, I'll bump in. Like some I've, people brought this up that I would have us weeklies at summer school and, be, and point to the cover and be like, watch out players about to be on the cover of this coming soon like i literally was telling people in summer school for trigonometry uh that i was going to be on covers us weekly so that's how deep this isn't that weird it's like is. an audio vision board though because you actually were then on covers of us weekly like yeah. i remember like we we all i mean oh, no, you, I, they're all framed i got them. oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's legendary i mean and then oh, you have those that's when they photos and of, of the from the oh, steak restaurant above oh, your martin, martin I mean, shore just, i think i just found out those are like I don't even say the how much they're worth on the internet because I don't want people to come steal photos of Heidi and I. But <laughs> those things are great. It ends yeah. up uh, photos of us are probably our only good investment we ever did, which is ironic. I want to um, bring people up. You guys have a new YouTube channel called The Prats, which uh, if you want to follow your journey, you can go there as well, right? So with YouTube, we started doing YouTube like in 2012. And I just couldn't edit it. I started trying to edit myself and it takes so much time and importing it. And so we just gave up, which is, I look at a David Dobrik and it's like, yeah, he's great. Dude. But it's like, I have friends, all due respect to his crew, 1 million times, all due respect to those people. I like all them as entertaining that I should have been. We used to have back, we had an entourage once we couldn't afford them anymore. They all just lived at our house. We had like, like a, a freaking cast like it's just mind-boggling that i didn't just it's about consistency so with this youtube channel uh my new thing is every day or at least every other day upload upload and i'm just i'm on the five-year plan i don't care if it takes 10 years it'll be gunner's channel but i've just learned and that's why i stick to my taylor swift look what you made me do every morning and there's just a groundhog's day level of the consistency is the most key part that like so many things in my life like I wasn't consistent on and I would like, you know, we were doing so good on TV, but yet we went and spent $3 million on Heidi's album, which we should have just dropped TV and then gone all the way at it. If we're going to do music, like you can't, unless you're JLo and you've already established where you can put you, and even it's hard for JLo, but so that, that's the balance, of, um, you know? Well well, looking back, I mean, you, you, I, I think you actually kind of nail other people's careers really perfectly in your takes of other entertainment people. Looking back on your own career, besides consistency, is there one thing you're like, I would have shaken the shit out of young Spencer and said, you do not do this. You just sit tight. Um, it would have been more like if I could go in a time machine, I would have been every single relationship we would have had. And you know, who was so good at this was LC is I would have had weekly, I would have had an assistant and I would have had like weekly calls with all the powerful people. I would have done lunches. I would have been more of like a Hollywood agent with my grind where like Heidi and I were just like rogue, just like, just 
just going through like like Tasmanian level spinning, like I would have been so much more strategic and setting meetings and having all these people like never burn bridges. And even if people get mad at me, like, hey, let's have a meeting and try to talk this through, you know, because we interacted with some of the most powerful people and most of them didn't end good because, you know, we're always supposed to eat shit, you know, which it's a hard. So it's about smiling. I should have smiled while I was eating shit and not been so like, like, oh, I get you're making me eat shit. Like, fuck you. You know, so <laughs> like I should have just like been like the Tom Cruise, like yeah, yeah, yeah. smile, like, like, and just really worked on all like I should have a black book of so many contacts with names. And then I would change my phone number on a for I had five phones at one time. So I would have one phone number that was like for sure, all the phone numbers in. Um, so that is the main thing that I think would have changed, you know, we'd probably still be right where we are. Cause it, if the, if you don't have a, cl- a conglomerate that wants to make you succeed and we never did, like, you're never going to be Kim K you're never going to be Kylie. Like they had Comcast, they're in business with them. Like we're, we're mercenaries. Like you call us in for a hit. I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking, I was comparing you guys watching the suicide squad on. Yeah, I watched that last night. I was like, I was, was, thinking, I was like, I was like, I was like Spencer and Hyde would be the Kings of suicide squad where that's kind of what I was hoping to see maybe with Pratt daddy crystals, maybe a reality show that you have these people around you that you have gathered up that have like this amazing potential. I know, uh, you know, Natalie Nunn from bad girls club you had been working with. I, are you locked in? Are you allowed to say if you're locked into the Hills, like, are you allowed to do a TV project? Because I feel like it's just right there like it's right there so we started um when i thought the hills was over for sure and i was saying that and i was talking about you know and so alex baskin god bless him the executive producer and you know superpower of evolution my mentor in reality tv he's also the guy that made me realize that i never had what it takes because i my dream used to be to be like a big shot reality tv producer to literally be an alex baskin and then i watch his life i'm like all due respect to him i couldn't it's the most imagine all these cast members you see on these shows they're worse off camera and somebody like alex baskin i'm not saying he this is true and i've heard this but allegedly has to deal with all of it like it's not like you just are taking the meeting like the level of babysit pamper mode like i'm not filming i'm not gonna do it like i couldn't i don't have that so I wasn't built for that. So I, that showed me a lot of regret I had in my life. Like, dang, I'm supposed to be a reality TV producer. But then I do still think there are some guys that have thought of a couple shows and then boom, they license them. They get a hundred million. I think I was supposed to be one of those maybe one day. Like, uh, like basketball is a like, genius. Uh, oh, Vanderpump rules. I, oh, no, mean, every, I mean, every yeah. good show, like, I mean, like oh, Housewives, that guy, I mean, but you said, I mean, I know we can cut this part too. If you're, I, I just no, don't know. No, like, no, are you allowed fine. to? Okay. Are, so with, so, we were starting to work on the Spidey show, which would be the Pratt Daddy world, Vanderpumps. We'd be like, you know, sorry, Lee, I don't want to be Lisa, all due respect. But like that type of, you know, yes, we're in the drama. You know, Heidi's fired more people in the last freaking two years than Lisa's ever fired. It's like, I don't want to say that an old show that'll cause this to turn into a controversial podcast, but a show, <laughs> it, it's like that, but like we're real um, because you wouldn't imagine, like, we just attract just people made for TV. Cause I think a lot of the people think this is got, was going to be a show. So, so many people aren't there for, to be proud of employees there to be stars, which we are incredible talent scouts when it comes to that. So I think they have 
so they're about to say yes or no. I don't know when, but they have they have to say yes or no. So once they say no, which I, you know, if I was betting, um, then wait, you you would bet they would say, oh no to the hills, not no no to the, to the hills. Show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was yeah, like, wait yeah, a sec, yeah, I, yeah. I, the Spidey Show actually yeah, yeah, is great. Yeah. So and that's fine if MTV doesn't want to do it. I love them, and I hope they bring another show. So it's not like oh, if it, MTV doesn't want, it, it's not going to go. Thankfully, that you know, Paramount Plus is we shot a great thing for their big launch so they just sent us the paw patrol care package for guys so you know i i could see this easily be on paramount plus and with the level of you know content that i feel like the streaming is probably the future of us anyways but again if mtv wants to buy it i, I would love to be a rob diedrich and another genius if you get on a reality show, whether it be yours or the Hills or anything else, what goes through your mind? Like, say, if you do a third season, are you going through your mind of going, okay, I'm looking at this like a chess game. What do I have to bring into a third season to uh, to escape the, the pitfalls of the second season? Are you... Do you, are you creating storylines in your head? Are you... I mean, what is, what is your way of approaching these things now as you're a little more so, seasoned? So, first off, they had it. MTV tried to do it. Brandon failed us because Brandon's supposed to be the young, cool, bring us into that world. But he all do it. He is young. He is cool. But he wants to be an actor, which not one. He's an actor. So I'm not yeah. shading it. I like Brandon. But he once he decided he wanted to be an actor, he should have bowed out and not taken any checks or given me the checks. Um, I'm not even shading him. So this, no, 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 no. But everybody gets so sensitive. So I'm just saying it five times. So if I have to text him the screen, I'm not shading you. Um, he should just focus on acting and and cast us. And then he could manage. He could have taken 20% of the brand and then wants to be the reality star, put him in the game, take 20% off of his talent fee. And then he Brandon could stick to acting because if the Hills brought in the young Hollywood, which he is, he is. I watch his IG story. I'm like, hey, maybe we put this on the TV show one day. Like your IG stories, life's pretty freaking entertaining always yeah. what you do like huh, who would have thought like that's the problem when the ig stories are better than what they put for the cameras that makes me that's the hardest part about wanting success which is the weirdest part when you're around people that don't care about it yeah is it's hard for me to be an on-camera personality when i'm so mad in a real so we yeah, all go yeah, to yeah. dinner we all go to dinner and we're supposed to be and i'm watching people like like, do you see they have how much this is 35,000 in cameras pointing at us and we're yeah. acting like you're filming. You wouldn't put this on your IG story. That's the way the like the flip. So it's so hard to like and people are like, like, well, just be real. Like, stop trying to prove it's like, no, no, this is a job. I could become a millionaire again off of this, like the Jersey Shore cast who's checks i'm pretty sure all hundred thousand plus and they, and they get it but, but oh, they, oh, they all oh, get it they all oh, get they're they they're just, coming oh, to it oh, but that's why the balance they're the is professionals so off. they're professionals but like you and heidi show up you got that's why the balance if you guys weren't there you would see how monotone everything is and that's no offense like i actually i like brandon the first season i i wish i thought it was a big fumble that we didn't get to see the reunion of him and tommy his dad i was like that's so perfect tommy's an mtv guy you get to see them make up but of course he wouldn't want to probably share that no but he it, it was the weirdest thing it was like he only wanted to go um do this gun training and mtv's like allegedly i don't know yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe i'm wrong i don't know MTV. i could be making all this up <laughs> and like they didn't want gun training he's like well, that's what i want to do or whatever it's like so that's, you know, that's it. I so, think that's pretty sure that's what 
I you know maybe happen. It's weird. Like that's how. Just imagine being Alex Baskin and be like, I have this scene. This is great, and oh, we can't do gun training because that's what like. I, does anybody come to you though? I would feel like at this point, uh, from so this, produ- this production, this last season, the first season of New Beginnings was one of the best producers I've ever seen. This woman, uh, Lauren Weber, freaking showrunner, the legend, just gangster. Like she, she'll be so successful one day. We'll go back and we'll, you'll be like, dang, I think that's who Spencer was talking about. She probably is that successful. I just don't even know. But her whole thing was like, I only follow the truth. If you started trying to do something that was like image capturing, like bullshit, she'd literally be like, bullshit, get this shit out. Like, I'll be like, oh my, like she was too gnarly. She like, I think a lot of, <laughs> no, a lot of these little crybaby cast members, I think got her fired because they want to be, they want an enabler. They wanted so the new person they brought in, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tread lightly because yeah, yeah. no, I, cause I want to get a pickup part two. will go all the way in. Um, so this person, let's just say, I don't know if TMZ ever ran it. I've talked about it, but our cash trip to San Diego, there was a alleged story on TMZ that our showrunner had to be 5150 to the hospital. This, it's like, this is what I think TMZ was calling about it. I didn't hear this. this is from hotel sources. I'm like, Oh, surprising. Like that's the level we're dealing. You know, I'm like, Oh my God. So that's the big shift. So a lot of things went wrong. Yeah. Co- COVID is the biggest destroyer because three weeks before the shutdown, I've said this before. Also, we were on track to have the best season yet. I yeah, felt bro- that. Brody was like Brody's on fire. Beach, Brody's yeah. beach party. Him and Justin in real life almost got in a fist fight uh, because Adrena's sitting in Brody's lap. They're really like a thing. I don't know what's going on here. Um, Caitlin is pre her getting pregnant with that <laughs> is in Justin Bobby's lap, yeah. and, then, and then Justin Bobby's like calls him like a uh, calls Brody like a hoe or a womanizer, and Brody snaps like what the f are you? And it was like oh my god. Uh, Ashley, who, you know, is shading, hiding, I far drinking. She is literally doing keg stands, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, yeah. keg stands up in oh, like, shit. like, not like, I'm not like, like saying that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like keg stands, which is amazing. So fun. Great. Talking about how she is disgusted by Jason. Doesn't want to have sex with it. Like this is, this is story. I'm this going is real, to, yeah. this is real. I'm going to play uh batting cage scene with Jason. He's telling me he moved out. They're separated and they're living out. So, so I, when they had, when they attacked me in that Tahoe, I was like, hold on real quick. Aren't you guys supposed to be divorced? Like I'm so good. And they didn't use this footage, which like, I so don't even know. COVID what. took this away from so us then, as well. Literally COVID. Sh- uh, yeah. It took that beach. So, but then uh, in, in Tahoe, I literally say to them like, cause they're yelling at me as this couple. I'm like, aren't you guys divorced? Like last I saw you, like that was all on our YouTube channel. You didn't, we update. I'm like, well, no, no, you need to update the show. Like, so they just it killed that pre because the MTV made a decision to not use one scene from pre COVID. I'm sure maybe they're legal. I, you know, I've thought about it for a year now trying to figure it out. I've come to the conclusion that legal said that with COVID restrictions, you know, we, you can only use photo footage with a COVID safe set. That's where yeah, I'm yeah, now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, just, I'm gonna pretend that's the situation. Yeah, to, to make myself feel better because it's. But 
do they also realize that they can sell ad spots regardless of the content? Is that like sometimes a short sightedness of reality shows of we don't need to make it good. We just need to make something. Oh, well, cause the Hills is expensive. So you work with evolution. I don't, I don't know what Alex. Yeah. You guys are so that's a high budget production. Like these guys are, that's not like it. Yes. What you're saying, if we had Joe Schmo crew, but they went after the hottest docu series, docu soap team in town, which I don't know the, the cost. And then you add on COVID restriction testing, which I think was like 800 grand every like six weeks or something crazy. So and then, but know. Siesta Key, Siesta Key's killing it. Like, I mean, Siesta well, Key's storyline. That's is- what I don't understand because the Hills is getting like 390,000 viewers. Siesta Key, I think, is doing closer to 400. And then Jersey Shore is doing 500. So I'm like, what I think is a bad show is actually right here in the game, which melted my brain at the end. I was like, wow, okay, well, maybe people are just all watching this in Australia locked up. Well, I mean, do you have, do you have 20 more minutes, Spencer? I have, I have all. Okay, cool. I just want to, I, you, you literally, I could, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I just stretch. You, you know, you're a good interview. So no, I just wanted to make sure. Cause I know Heidi's out there. Right, no, the she's back. Herself. No, she um, just got back. I had three days. <laughs> she's, I'm, I'm, I'm camping hiding. out in here. I'm hiding in um, here. She's do, you, so, a margarita in here. <laughs> do you, uh, so I mean like coming back though, if they say Spencer, we want to come back the third season, it's a lock, but we need, uh, we need your help. We, what do you think? What do you think we do on the third season? Like, do they, they don't come to you with that kind of thing, knowing how much you know about the process no, now? No, MTV does not like me for some reason. Here's the hard part about being a team player nowadays, reality TV. So when they're talking like, what's going on in your life? They're like, how's your crystal business? So COVID's happening right now. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, pre, you know, pre-COVID, we were on our way to being crazy successful. And making up to 320 grand a month. But now uh, we're a third of that. Uh, we're making only like a hundred something a month during a pandemic. They're like, oh, so we can talk your know, stories like your business is failing. I'm like, uh, no, it's a pandemic. Um, is like people aren't, don't have anywhere to wear crystals out to like, and we sell beautiful crystal jewelry. Like we don't sell like ones for your house right now that much. So it, so you play along next thing you know, the storyline, they, they try to make us look back. It's like, we're broke. Now we bring in a butt. It's like, I didn't need a butt. Like I keep saying, no, this real story is the pandemic is hurting our business. Like not like, Oh, we spent all our money at air one. Like I haven't stopped spending money at air one. I do three meals a day there since that scene. But it's like, you want to be like, okay, y'all meet with a financial advisor because yeah, we do need financial advice, but no, but now all my DMs and like haters will be like, oh, you broke, bitch. Like, you want to, why don't buy that burrito, loser? It's like, it's like, so here I do something. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll play along. Like, not play along. Yes, our business is a third of what it was, but this is still a very successful business. But now they make our business look bad and like not popping on a television show. And like, they try to make it look like we're selling our crystal, like the ones in our house to make money. It's like, no, we do live sales. You ask, you saw us doing our IG live, which we do two times a week where we sell like everyone who sells crystal, but then you spin it like, Oh, we got to sell our crystals in our house to get money for food. Like, so it's just such a hard, and it's just disappointing because you know, the audience would actually love the reality of that situation because we're actually going through the reality of that situation. Audiences yeah, are sophisticated these days, you know? So that's why this one producer, I, you know, God willing, if they did another season, she'd be gone long. She's long gone. So she will not be back. So in the end, we did some pickups with the Siesta Key producer. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, huh, 
this is what it feels like. Like, and you know, and she was so amazing. Like shout out Cecily, but like, I felt the difference. You're like, Oh my God. Like, it's just, if you, it's a sport, like you could have the best team in anything, but it's like, if you have a garbage coach, like it's going to be hard to beat top teams. So then you also have players that have potential that if you have a good coach, they'll put them in the game or say, Hey, you're not getting paid. Your checks going like, we didn't have any tough guy, you know, again, I'm going to say this because the pandemic, but it's like, no, you know, and it's so frustrating to me too, with even Brody, because his IG story is so good. Always. I'm like, dude, if you had put this, it's so weird how he'll put everything on his IG store. And I'm like, and he's like, the problem is he only wants to be filmed in Malibu. So they should just, I just pitched Brody the best show ever. He told me no. <laughs> I uh, I saw the, the MTV picked up a shot of love season three. I call yeah. him up. I'm like, uh, uh, the hunt for the princess of Malibu with you finding love in Malibu. We don't leave Malibu. So it's real to your life. You're mountain biking. You're uh, surfing. They got to do fishing with you. Spend the night on the boat. Um, beach uh, camping. We make it so surfed out, like beach party, like the beach blanket dating show. He's like, you know, I don't want to do a dating show. Like, I'm like, I'm like oh! dude, he would have a million, a million girls would, yeah. would, would, would sign up he's for like, that he's show. Like, like, a million he's girls. like, I'm seeing a girl right now. I'm like, she can be on it. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe well, if she, she wins, wins the show. Yeah, if she yeah. wins the show. Yeah, like, put her, <laughs> let's see how good of a girl she is. Let's be like, you want to date me? <laughs> but it's like, even Baskin was like, we can sell that. Like I was like, Oh, I mean, yeah, that's like oh, a no brainer. Um, yeah, like, one oh more thing about God. the current cast. And I guess this is before we, I want to actually talk about crystals a little bit is how long does it take Justin Bobby to dress? Because it always feels like there's like, it's like, like Johnny Depp where there's a lot of bracelets, necklaces, leather jackets. Uh, it's just, it's a very interesting uh, style of dress and I just he, don't buy it sometimes. He is the most talk about somebody who missed the boat. He should have been an indie film actor. I don't know if you're going to put this much energy into your reality TV persona, bruh. Why didn't you go to auditions? Like, oh, you don't want to be an actor, but you want to act on a reality show. It's this. He, he could play Johnny Depp in the Lifetime movie yeah, of Johnny could, Depp's life. He, he is. Could, he could be in any of these movies. But here's how. Here's when I knew he. Uh, so they didn't show it. This is so funny about reality TV and like when you're so aware of like. Here, they're not using any of this, guys. They're just going to use Ashley talking about uh, that. Maybe I said Jason relapsed because that's all he ever talks about. And then he did on the last season. But somehow I'm a bad guy for even off camera saying to Brody, like, I don't know what this stranger does in Orange County. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a, he's not, a, I'm not accountable for his actions. Um, so he was in this character, like a Peaky Blinders character for like four hours. And like, I'm sitting at this table, like, Dude, like, do you think some director is watching this show and like, oh, we need him on HBO? Like, like, I was like, you're like, he was so invested. I was for, like, for an artist, he seems like he really loves filming reality shows. Like, he, it seems like he really enjoys the process for saying how much he's like a spiritual guru. Oh, oh he's a no, he's a nomad. Yeah, that's he's a it. Nomad. Yeah, he's nomad. He's like, I always give it up to the guides and all this stuff. They hit everyone saw like me doing crystals and sage and everything. And literally like thought it was a shtick. Like, no, I was doing this since 2009, 2008. Like I didn't do this just, and then they're all like into like energy and vibe. I'm like, where am I? Like I'm in the upside down world. So it's fine. I'm going to hope everyone, okay. their vibrations, but 
that's the challenge I like Heidi doesn't even want to film. Like, even if there was a show, she's like, what go? Cause Heidi, we're going to have margaritas today. We still the alcoholic drunk. Like we're normal. <laughs> like everyone we hang out with drink skinny margaritas and dance to Cardi B. Like this idea of, they tried to make a whole show that like Heidi and Spencer, like they just get, it's like, not to mention these are film nights where we get, this is a job where we're going out like, so if there's extra turn up, this would be the night you do and you dance on the floor. Da, da, da. So it's such a hard balance with this. It was, but it, of- was, it was weird to watch as an audience member. And that's why when I will talk to people or I will watch your stories or hi, and you're like, well, damn, this is the life I want to be a part of. And then you watch it on the show and it's, it's just, they kind of fumbled in certain ways and not to say that they can't get it back, but I think a lot of us were here for your journey. And so for it to go the way it did, it was just frustrating for such a good, like that's a name brand. The Hills is something that the Hills will always have a special place in everyone's heart for, and, and you at the top of that list and to actually watch how you have changed. I wanted to talk about crystals in the, like, do you remember Real quick, speaking of yeah. uh, how big the brand is? I think it's bigger than ever. Thanks to that. TikTok dance. I think more people literally cause they're unwritten right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How big, like I think that I don't even think they understand and they didn't tap into that enough. Like they should have had that. They should have well, had shit. those guys dancing on the commercial. Like that's like you, those guys would have been 5,000 eat like, I don't not too much to pay them. And like, if I'm an ad, I have those guys, Natasha Bedingford in the Hills doing the dance, that thing to like, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever product is crazy. Where's I the tar. I mean, where's the target shirt? Like, I don't, I, there should be the Hills at target. We have every other name brand. Uh, the Hills is just as flipping recognizable. Wait, as I, any I'm, of I'm actually going to start selling Hills merch Good until, until I get a takedown notice. It hit me. I was like, why am I not just selling the Hills? And, MT like until they're like, and then I'll be like, oh, MTV told me to stop, and I'm gonna get more press. Dude, can you sell some of your paparazzi shows? The ones with you with the pumpkins, you and Heidi. When I you should used to sell do, like, sell that those. shit. Like oh, I, we would buy all of that stuff. I should um, sell all of those. Sorry. Okay. I'm so, not, I'm in no hurry. I just get a lot of time. Okay, cool. No, no, no. And anytime you got to go, uh, totally just run away from the room. Uh, but, uh, do you remember the first time you actually were around a crystal that made any kind of meaningful impact on your life or how did this direction start in 2009 or whatever year you had said it started? I guess my first crystal was the most impactful and it still is, was that first crystal I bought, which was the like 2000 pound one. And I feel like that just brought more crystals into my life but the one that made me like believe in magical crystal powers was the uh, uh chunk i still have it the sujolite that after heidi had a, a plastic surgery none of the painkillers were working and i'm like since i'm already into crystals i'm like which one is good for surgeries and like medical that us and i i come upon sujolite so i go buy like i swear like a fifteen thousand dollar one it's probably only worth five grand you know maybe three grand i got ripped off a lot in the early days um, so that night she holds that crystal and people can be like, Oh, it's a placebo effect. It's so it's your mind. It's like, Oh no. Cause I was there for all the nights. The Oxycontin is not working and she's in excruciating pain. It's like, Oh, she all of a sudden mind used her mind. It's like, that's, so I'll argue like that's when I was proven crystals have energy and powers. So then, as I've said before, I turned into full on Harry Potter and <laughs> you know, like we used to like take, um, was that the Costa Rica stuff or is that? No, after? this is, this is pre Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. We would go to Giorgio Baldi, like Rihanna's favorite spot now. Yeah. And we would like, I have a photo of it. I just saw it the other day to remind me and like Heidi and I both have our crystal wands and we open the portal of the dimension we want to enter before we go into like, 
we were so deep down <laughs> that like when people were like you look like you're crazy i'm convinced that one of my healers that was spraying stuff like when i do my like um astral traveling meditations now yeah. i'm convinced like what was he spraying like i do now think like <laughs> Maybe there was something in it, like because I was so because it was wrong. really real, like you were yeah, like I, going oh, someplace. I was like in Egyptian freaking tunnels going through it. So it's and it's like I don't know this guy, and he's spraying things. Like what did he making this little batch of <laughs> little yeah. spray for your meditation healing? So and then also because you know that is the time where it's like on the hills where we. I'm gonna. Can you hear the dog or no? No, I'm good. I'm all right, all right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run no, through no, no. those audio uh, processors uh, uh, too. Uh, so that was the time when I knew the hills was getting canceled because back then I did have one good relationship, the president of MTV, Tony DeSanto, only teammate we've ever had, and everything would have gone so different if we didn't even have him, because uh, he he was just a straight shooter and was like, I don't, I'm not in all this drama. Like you guys make hit shows, but uh, so he told me the Hills is done before anybody knew because Jersey shore is getting 8 million. So they canceled the Hills at 3.1 million average, which now a hit shows 500. I mean, that's hit show on a network now, 3.1 million. Like, yeah. So I knew it was ending and he was like, unless there is a hell like, you know, so my energy with knowing that with the cast, it was like, like now, like that was when everyone thought they were so cool. And, you know, wouldn't so I was like freaking out at the cast, like step it up, like like we need to turn it up. And everyone's like, you crazy, stop doing this, you're ruining like and I remember so like that same energy I felt this last season, I felt back then because again I was like, Oh my god, this is deja vu. Here we go. We had the bottle with the lightning and they're just throwing it up against the freaking wall. So like when people are like, Did you really like read crazy in those clips? Like, first off, it's editing, you give no context to like. Like, it's just like, ah, it's not working. It's like, I was probably an hour long conversation that made complete sense. Right. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, so like every now and then I'll get tagged in a clip. I'm like, dang, I look nuts in there. But it's like, I know what was going on. I know all the stakes. I know, you know, you know, there was a producer at that time that was on set that I legally wasn't even supposed to be on set with Heidi and I, cause she pushed Heidi in, uh, in a seven 11, like just checked her, like almost fell over. And so like nowadays, like these are the things that I just call 911. Be like, there was just an assault. You know, it's a yeah. hard balance yeah, yeah. because without I got the show canceled right then. It's like, it's so, it's such a weird thing. Cause it's like the lawyers were like, did you file a charge when we were dealing with this producer? It was like, no, it was like, I didn't think to like call the cops on our. Guys, elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket. And I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? 
So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, isn't the Spencer interview awesome? Ah, I'm so I, I was so excited. Anyways, I got to do three commercials back to back. I'm just warning you, please listen if you can or, you know, just just check out the offer code. I believe in all these products. Here we go. And then we're going to get right back to Spencer because the last half is awesome. Did I just go awesome? OK, here they are. Hey, folks, you didn't start the podcast all over again. It's just your pal, Ryan, uh, doing those commercials I was talking to you about. But I'm actually really excited about this next one, especially uh, they are new to the, the the podcast. And the product is called Osea. And it is uh, it's amazing. Uh, I talked with these ladies last week. Um, that's how much they care about their company and these skincare products that they actually wanted to, to go on a phone call with me after I had received the products to go over any questions I had, how it made my skin feel. Like they really care. They, they even cared how I felt about the product. So you know they care about what you think of the product. And this stuff, folks, I know I'm a dude. 
but I had my friend Megan try it out. Uh, I told my mom about it. She's excited to try out when she comes this week. Uh, but I was just telling, um, I was telling my mom that I was like, I just don't, my skin is just getting to a point where it kind of seems like kind of dead, like a zombie almost. And then I swear to God, this next week when I got home, these products were there and I started using them and I feel better. I look better. Um, I mean, I think, I think I look better. I'd have to, it's a podcast, but I, I think you guys can tell I sound better at least, but Osea has been making products that do all of this amazing stuff for the last 25 years. And when it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. This stuff is not only good for your skin, but it's also good for the planet and it'll help you get the results that you want. So they have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they are known for creating amazing body products like their famous Undaria Algae Body Oil, which they sent me, and it's dope, you guys. Which, you know, it is totally perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. So even the algae body oil, you can put all over your body. And it is, uh, do I dare say, silky? Uh, it feels luxurious, rich, and the thing is, it's it's um this I didn't know. Like my friend Megan tried it out, and it's it's like not greasy or sticky. She said, and uh, I noticed that it absorbs amazingly into the skin. Skin, so it, it not only moisturizes your skin, which I. I'm an idiot, you guys. I thought, I seriously thought moisturizers had to just be like white. <laughs> like white cream. I didn't know that this this amazing algae body oil moisturizes your skin and it leaves my skin looking way healthier and I dare say I'm glowing right now. So I know what you're thinking, body oil, you know, and if you've used body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils. Um but I got to tell you, I'm a convert. My friend is a convert. Uh, the Andaria Algae Body Oil has been Victoria Beckham's favorite body oil for years. Oh, come on. Victoria, that's a Spice Girl, you guys. But I think you guys are going to be obsessed with it, too. So it soaks in easily. It isn't greasy. And it has this um, um, it has this really nice citrus smell. And I, I know I had COVID, folks, but I can actually smell this. And uh, it reminded me of when I worked at the this day spa. I don't know if you guys know that, but I worked at a day spa and there was always kind of this citrus smell and, and cucumbers as well. But the citrus smell, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, so I can't even tell you how soft and smooth my fin- skin feels right now. If you guys see me, you're welcome to feel and touch my skin anytime. Uh, but it also, I think it actually has made my skin look a lot healthier. Um, and the body lotion, definitely, it can't do that. So Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, which is huge, climate neutral, and it's created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. And this isn't in the ad, but I did want I, I did want to bring this up is that this company is another company that is entirely uh, female founded and run by family. And I think those two things show you exactly why this company is where they're at. I'm telling you, everything this company has done in way of sending me products, getting my feedback, hopping on phone calls, they really, really care about this. And that actually made me really excited to talk about this. So uh, so experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for us, you guys. You can get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD. 
That's S-O-G-O-O-D. It's usually so bad, but I was like, it's got to be so good because this stuff is great. And you're just going to go to O-S-E-A Malibu.com and then put the promo code so good in. So you're also going to get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. So you're going to want it all. Um, I'm actually checking out more stuff because I know my mom and sister wanted to try some stuff. So go to OSEA Malibu.com and use code so good. I think I'm going to put my link in one of my stories tomorrow too. And hopefully we can generate some uh, some business for the, the this fine company. I actually really am excited for you guys to try this. And uh, thank you for listening to this. We got two more to go. But Osea, that is our new skincare uh, of choice. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So we've got our skin taken care of, but what about our mental health? You guys know my mental health is very important. To me, I struggle with it all the time, and by struggle, it means I try to make myself better. I try to help myself, and I'm so proud that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, which is a uh, organization that tries to help us mentally. So is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, I know for me, I, um, I get scared of success. Like That's something I've, I've been scared of my entire life. And that is something that is something that you can actually take to your BetterHelp therapist and they can help you with this. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And most of the time you can start communicating you guys in under 48 hours. So it's not a crisis line. This is different. It's not self-help. It is a professional therapy done securely online. It is done online, you guys. This is perfect for the times that we are in. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Now, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime and you can send a message to your therapist. You are going to get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. I've done that many times, you guys. I, I, I've told this story many times, but I used to work and I would like go on my break. I would get in my car, 
try to make it through LA traffic, go there, wait in the lobby, do my therapy, and then fight the traffic back. And it almost took away all the advantages of therapy just on driving <laughs> driving back. I would just be so in my head instead of actually working on uh, what we had talked about already. So I just think that is such a, uh, it makes things just a little bit easier, if, if that makes sense. BetterHelp is committed to uh, facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Because sometimes, you know, the reality is you don't get it right sometimes on the first try. And they are very committed and concerned making sure that they match you with the right person. So it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And uh, if it makes you feel any better, this is a service I do use. And um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. A lot of you guys have shared your mental health uh, journeys with me as well as I've shared mine with you. And I think this is the kind of place where we're able to kind of communicate that stuff and realize this is very important. And that uh, I was just talking with a really good friend this weekend about this is that unfortunately, we don't just wake up and magically feel good. Unfortunately, we have to do things every day, just like working out, just like building a muscle to make our, our, our brains work, you know, and our emotions in check. We have to do things and we want to give ourselves the best fighting chance at, at a slim slice of happiness we can on this earth. And I love that BetterHelp is committed to doing that with us. Okay, guys, one more. Thank you for your patience. But I think these are cool products. This one's a little sexy. I know you guys have heard me do this before. So please, uh, one more time with feeling. Uh, today, another sponsor is our favorite company, Dame. We've talked about this on the show before. And I always say, and they always say, that we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important in the bedroom. Our relationships should add value to our lives especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Now, Dame Products is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Now, we got to find a better word for vulva. I mean, I know we're probably not going to do it on the podcast, but, you know, I, I just, I think there could be a better word. So it's founded, this is awesome, by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters, because there's no shame in that, you guys, or on a journey of self-exploration, which once again, no shame in that, we are sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. So uh, I recommend the uh, the Ava, which is a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. Uh, I'm currently not having sex, but this sounds like something that if I got to that point, I would use. So it's it's flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. 
really take that in. You can return something in 60 days. Guaranteed. So go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. And guys, thank you for listening to those commercials. I know it's a pain and it interrupts the flow, so I appreciate it. I get it, you guys, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And now back to Spencer Pratt. Another big regret is I would not have thought we were Paris Hilton. I would have bought, I would never have bought four little dogs. <laughs> uh, I mean, you came up with, uh, you were part of a pop culture time, uh, speaking of Paris Hilton, that was so, I, I used to run a nightclub called Monroe's on Melrose that used to be Jay Sloan's and then it turned into Villa. And it was like right around the time Perez Hilton was really big with the cum bubbles and Paris Hilton and Britney. And you were right in that time period where everything, like I was, I was like, you are going to be part of either a TV show by HBO Max or a documentary, a multi-part documentary about that time period, which you, to me, are right there. Like, you are a forefront of all of those stories. It was like you, Paris, Perez, all of these people. Looking back, are those like glory days for you? Or are you like, that's horrifying now? Oh, beyond glory days. Like, I feel like, like if I had a jersey, that's when I would have got put in the Hall of Fame. And the, I almost glad that the game ended because it's like, nope, nobody's it. Like you'll never get that level of pop culture fame because pop culture doesn't exist. Cause I am obsessed with pop culture. It's, it's so disenfranchised and disconnected and which app matters and which site, like I used to have my bookmarks of everything that mattered and those mattered. And they you got on each one. It was immense. Something that it's like I, what tabloids meant and what, cover line and cover this doesn't even exist now it's like which tiktok did you do yesterday and it's like and that only mattered for that day yeah like it, nothing it's lasts like, anymore like white lotus was a popular show last week people will forget about it in two weeks and the next thing will come around pop culture like we used to have these like kind of icons that stayed with us for months and years and now it's like toilet paper where you can't even keep up with the amount of celebrities that are happening oh celebrities like people I keep using this as a reference. It's so funny because I'm like, um, you know, I tell people like, yeah, we're going to Spidey. We're going to be the new Ace family, even though I don't all due respect. Like they seem nice. I don't know them. I don't watch them. Yeah, yeah. They make millions of dollars on YouTube and people are like the who? And I'm like, they got millions of subscribers. They're millionaires. And I can't find somebody that's like, oh, the Ace family. So it's just the weirdest world where we live that you can be a millionaire. The Caller Daddy girl is the perfect example. Like, 60 million dollars and it's it i part of me wants to be like is that not true and they spotify was like we'll just you can say that like maybe you get six no i think it's real yeah it's so insane well it's the wild podcast was the wild wild west once uh spotify and all those people got involved so there is i mean eventually that bubble will burst as well like we are going to get to a point where they're going to realize they're way overpaying for podcasts and us little people, you know, I mean, I, I'm on iHeart, which is great, but $60 million is nowhere where, I mean, anything that we're getting, you know? Oh, no. I For us, the podcast bubble burst like two years ago when every, like when uh, Biden got a podcast, Hillary Clinton got a podcast, like, like it used to be like, oh, another world. It's like, it's like what happened with commercials. There used to be commercial actors that would be in commercials. And then all of a sudden it's like Morgan Freeman. It's like every check possible superstars have to take. Now they're literally like, just like cannibal. First commercial. 
I was in a commercial when I first moved to Los Angeles for Sears and I made $40,000 off it. And it was the richest I'd ever been out of college. I thought I was holy shit. And then SAG didn't sign this deal. And now you can make you make like maybe a couple grand if you're lucky because cable sales, like they, they screw the actor on anyways, but you know what I'm saying? Like they really cannibalize everything. There is no Broadway anymore because just big actors take the Broadway roles. It's, it really, it's weird how this town works. And I don't know. Cause it feels like we're headed towards this weird Zenith where I'm like the Kardashians, like in your pop culture head, you see the Kylie deals, the Kim deals, where does this family head, especially. Um, I mean, I'm back to like, if you have a conglomerate that you've known have kept you, like I wouldn't have left Comcast until Comcast went out of business at that. You've made me a billionaire, a hundred millionaire. Like I would be wearing Comcast merch at this point if I'm them. But um, I think I know the inside scoop. I forgot it, but I did know it was that they said no to a number. I, I remember having, yeah. num- I remember having the number and it's like, so cut it down a little bit. Like you guys don't need them. Like, it's a big commercial. So I, I think that was a mistake. We'll see like if Hulu keeps writing the $250 million every, you know, then it's like, well, that's money. Who cares? It's like, do you make more? I, I may have a Hulu account. I don't know the login. Like that's the other problem I do. <laughs> I have every single one of these accounts and uh, emails and passwords and where they're going. So that's the other craziest part about trying to like maintain the following like shows. Like, so I have Netflix, I have HBO Max, I have Showtime Plus, I have uh, ESPN Plus, I have UFC Fight Pass, I uh, Hulu. I you know, it's like, oh my god, it's overwhelming trying to stay. This up. was supposed to cut down on cable, and now we're putting in way more time just to make sure we can watch the show we want to watch, or we don't even know it exists because they didn't advertise it correctly, and like we're 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 still stuck in this uh, basic cable package where we just think of TV like that because that's what we watched after school. Yeah, yet I'm paying probably 500 apps and I still have cable, you know, which is through like I'm paying yeah. 10 times what and I don't know where anything is. When did so, you Sorry. Go on. No, I was saying um when did you realize though in terms of like I always think about you in terms of leaning into what you really love, what you actually love. When did you realize people actually gave a shit about what you actually like it's there was this weird turn where it was like you started hearing about Spencer with the hummingbirds or Spencer loves Taylor Swift or Spencer. And then it was like, I remember watching you go to the Taylor Swift show with Heidi and the baby. And it was like, I felt like it was a personal victory for me. Like I would, you know, like we, it was like, we were all rooting for you. Like when did this thing start happening? Did you feel this kind of shift in how things went? So we back to what the mistakes we made, we should have, uh, we should have, and I give her credit. We should have kept, she took our game, so she gives. I'm sure she'd give me credit, but I should have stick to our game plan. Um, when the hills ended, I think a lot of things happened, and we're like, we're moving to Costa Rica, and we really were going to buy a house there. We brought like five hundred thousand in gold coins that, <laughs> but we should have used Google and like, <laughs> like before we left to see that like the days you could buy a house in Costa Rica for five hundred were like the '80s or the 1970s. <laughs> Like we should have gone to Honduras or Nicaragua, you know, so like that's already like that shows you how fast things were moving. We're like book a private jet. So we're renting a house in Palisades. We're renting the biggest house you've ever seen in Malibu. And we have all of our stuff we've acquired over the years of just spending money at every designer store, everything you could comprehend to freaking the Kim K toilets we had at the house, everything 
we just abandoned it all in this house. All of it was stolen, taken. I mean, it's not even stolen. If you leave it, everyone thought we weren't coming back. So all entourage, anyone that knew me just came. It was like a free garage sale of, of the real, real. Um, so that was the biggest mistake. Never moved to Malibu. We should have moved back to Hollywood, literally onto freaking um, Robertson before it was dead. Like we should have moved into like a condo on Robertson and Courtney Stodd in the game and just stayed in the game. Never let a week, just never let our foot off the pedal. If, if you're going to say back to like keeping context like that, yeah, that's what we did wrong. We went to Costa Rica, hid from the paparazzi. They literally, that was the one time we, like when we got papped in Costa Rica and they found us at that resort and we're like running from them and I'm holding the dogs. Like that was the first time, shout out Darren Banks, who's the pap that figured it out and, you know, or the, the, the manager of the agency that tracked us down and pulled it off. Um, so he got us there and that was like the one time, like we, if we were going there, we should have literally, like we usually did brought our paparazzi, should have brought a cameraman shot our show. Like we should have filmed three months of living at the four seasons, getting room service every day for our four dogs, like in a villa, like that should have been somewhere nowadays. I would have <laughs> sell it, you know, like the amount of budget on that. So that was a mistake. So we come back and, uh, We've spent all of our money. You know, we have enough to like rent a house. We're like, let's not rent a house. My parents have a rental beach house that we were like, can we stay in the guest house? So we moved there. So we're there for a while. And that's what we do. We get marriage boot camp, and we do celebrity. Uh, celebrity I'm out of here. Yeah. Cele- uh, no, no. Celebrity. I'm out of here was during the Hills. Oh, home. okay. The so celebrity big brother. And then we did celebrity big uh, all stars. We did wife swap. And then Snapchat comes around. And at first it's just photos and I'm like, this app doesn't make sense to me. But then when that you could just film all day long and I've turned into like a board game with me, it used to say like how many seconds, like the story was. Yeah, so yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, I want my story to say 60 minute. Like I was just literally doing nothing all day. Like I just eating Mexican food, drinking margaritas. And I feel like my lifestyle, which I still wish I had, you know, it's an incredible lifestyle at that time you literally, it was bulletproof, hater proof. Like all I did was like walk on the beach, look for shells, splash around in the water to like Heidi's music, uh, look for dolphins, go get tacos, review yes. a taco, get a margarita. <laughs> like, so that was the shift when people were you like, watching, co- making coffee, talking to the workers. Yeah, talking, yeah, I mean, it was exactly. awesome. Yeah. So that, that was like my sitcom. If I had like a Kirby enthusiasm and I just had more time. And then I did that all the way till that Taylor Swift concert. Everything was so great. And then they changed the algorithm and made it so like, this is a true story. And I keep saying it. I said, where did all my views go? Like just overnight. And they're like, um, the executives at Snap are like, did you use a swipe up in your story? I'm like, excuse me? They're like, try not using swipe up. So I'm like, you literally made me my own Shopify shop for PratDaddy.com in your app that I'm swiping up to your app. It, this is your algorithm. It doesn't take them out of, um, yeah, I, w- I would try to limit that. I'm like, oh, so that's why I pretty much. And that's got to make you livid too, right? Because you had oh, built something oh, like this oh, was actually working. Oh, like this you, was about and this was you. Mil- this was, about this was you. a millionaire. They're having me speak at Snapchat. Um, headquarters like for e-commerce i have the head of e-commerce at snap mess like i'm going to be the first millionaire off of snapchat energy 
that was really disheartening where I was ready to delete the app. Then, they, and I, they keep on telling me, well, they're going to start uh, doing like YouTube where you're going to monetize your views. I'm like, okay, well then, uh, that's great. And it's like, oh no, actually, we're doing this thing called Spotlight where we're going to get all these people from other apps to come repost the thing they've already posted on TikTok or YouTube. And we're going to give them, this one 19-year-old kid made $3.4 million four weeks in Snapchat posting YouTube videos. I'm like, I've Snapchatted for 24 hours a day. My <laughs> son's birth, four years, all day for $0. And you're going to give strangers to your platform $4 million to not didn't make any contradated one three second video. They get the money. I'm like, this is outrageous. Like I wrote crazy emails. They probably printed them up to like laugh and like throw darts. I'm like, wah, wah, baby. Yeah, like, but, but no, but I mean, but I feel like that's so understandable though. That is your intellectual property. No, nobody, you- nobody even, they looked at me like, it's like, they said, upload your hummingbird videos in the spotlight. I'm like, no, it's, they don't work. I've, you don't think I've clicked spotlight 4 million times. Like, no, it's clearly the little, little viral, put this on the table and what pops like that's what here's how funny it is one of the former snapchat executives is how cold the game is a guy that i would interact with my homie this summer on spotlight made a quarter million dollars doing he's not a he's not uh an influencer he literally was like oh this is the trend on tiktok and he went in his kitchen with the that's he rigged the game it's like i'm not even as talented as as in that world where I can't go buy all this stuff. Like I, I don't have the time. Like he was like, I have nothing to do this summer or in the COVID. And he made a quarter million dollars in spotlight, an executive that I used to like email with. Like that's how sick. The so game you is. move over to Instagram and all of a sudden that's yeah, like a yeah, of your, yeah. 98% of my business yeah. now, but my views are like, I can still post a snap right now and it's a hundred times more, but I have so much like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just got my biggest check ever from Facebook. So I have six audio rooms that are coming out. So I'm doing like how they have their new audio rooms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just saw so, that. The other yeah. Day. So I'm not like, okay, Snapchat never paid me. Like, I mean, I get may get less views, but Facebook just wrote me a, a check. Could you, could you ever sell, like, I mean, could you ever sell a show of the best of Spencer's Snapchat? Like, honestly, because there were times where I was like, those are iconic. Like, I remember watching those like that. I mean, is there can you sell that as an actual show? Because we were all watching that shit. We were watching your day to day as some kind of meditative uh, thing. I mean, that's your intellectual property still. So now that I have an editor, the uh, full time editor to the YouTube channels, I just and I had uh, just told Heidi that I was going to figure out how to download my whole Snapchat archive and then just get it. You got it. Like, that would be just so cut dope. It, like, so yes. that is, that's in, like, okay, I good. have all that. Yeah. Okay, but, good. Cause that, I mean, that's like, that really is to me, part of pop culture because you kind of were that connecting DNA line between reality shows and uh, social media for a lot of us. You were like, okay, you sold almost the social media and what it could do and that it was just as entertaining as reality shows. So here's what I, Heidi's my witness and she did it too. Uh, there is literally, sorry, ordering my air one. Don't tell the hills. Oh shit, is this the um, burrito? Yeah. No, the burrito, I missed it this morning because Heidi was gone and I was on gunner <laughs> duty. So um, uh, I don't get credit 
and I am pre-DJ Khaled. I'm pre-any of these people. And it used to be looked at like lunacy, how the amount of DMs I used to get, like, your story's too long. The whole, like, story your day, that did not exist. I, I will go to court and say, I, that is, I own that trademark. I brought that from Snapchat to the day Instagram story launched where I had a thousand little ticks and people thought it was so crazy. Now, everyone, the stories, are, it used to be storing was just uh, IG photos in like a slideshow. And maybe every now and then one video or something, but nobody did like a uh, Truman Show style docu series on their storing. And I will take credit on that all day long. Like, that's one thing I'm like, nobody did that. I yeah. literally, I was an alien. People were like, this guy films his whole life. And you could study, do too much story. <laughs> and now it's like every person, all of Gunner's friends' moms, they're like the yeah. moms, they story more than me. They're just <laughs> lawyers. And, but, you know, like, I'm, I trip out. I'm like, I'm being out contented by like <laughs> by moms at Gunner's school. Like, I'm like, what happened? But see- <laughs> To me, that's the flipping reality show. You getting upset at like moms that are out oh. contenting. That is like a curb your enthusiasm plot. Oh, you no. know? I, I bring it up to them. I'm like, how do you have time at your law firm to like do all these captions? Like, uh, um, okay, we're, I'm going to start winding you yeah. down and get you back to your life. But I do got a, uh, do you remember the first time you ever saw Heidi? Yeah, I was at Privilege on the dance floor. We we're just right. She's coming on the dance floor. When Kristen and Brody were introducing us at the bar, probably had a shot back to the dance floor. Like, definitely. Did like, you know? I mean, I, I think it's interesting that you are actually. That's what everybody kind of uh, in like Facebook groups will be always like. Well, they really showed us. We they actually are the ones that lasted, and they everybody's like they actually have a love built for a lifetime. Every and single thing says that. people watched was like, I get why people are confused because we were playing along with a complete like we never fought once. Well, it was literally, that's your scene or you don't get paid. It's like, okay, Heidi, throw a dish, yell at your, like, never fought with Heidi's sister. She literally lived in our condo on Kirsten that entire time. We never, we slept at that Kirsten condo one night, maybe. Her sister lived there. That was her place where I would come and like, be like, hey, don't be sleeping here, Holly. Like she lived there. Like I, we lived in my parents' house in the Palisades, like in my childhood room, like from the jump. So the level of like, ridiculous how fake that show was like i get why people thought and then every cover were lying about you know not lying just making art at that point just but did it bother you that people actually took that was there ever a thing of like when you're getting paid did you ever get bothered that you were being thought of that way no they were paying so much back then it's like it's yeah yeah i i loved it it was so much fun we had so much fun we're going out to cut with our portraits on the wall next to obama like the hate never like what only it, the only hard time ever was when the show got canceled. I was like, "What? We're not the Kardashians?" Like that reality. Like I thought, I thought we'd get to season ten. I thought it would be like Friends. Like yeah, like Jacks from yeah, Vanderpump Rules thought he was going to be on there forever. Like he was like, uh, you know, they all thought that that was not going to end ever for those guys. Um, yeah, I, I second cancel culture popped up. I could have advised them to everybody to like. That's why I stopped doing tabloid reviews on Snapchat. People were like, "Bring those back." I'm like. Why? Because I'll get everyone attacking me because I said that girl's outfit didn't look that color. You, I can't be against oh. that color of a dress. So you don't like purple. Oh, you can't do British accents. Harry's got mental health problems. Can't make fun of Harry. Oh, the poor queen. Like, can't call her a reptilian. Like, it's like, you know, it's 
like I miss reading talents. I still get them all. <laughs> but you said, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you said you guys have been canceled from the day you guys were on TV. No, you, oh, I mean, you've a, been canceled people from DM the day. Me, like I'm, they're trying to cancel me right now. This thing, because I did a, uh, this, I use Sage, which I've used for years. And people are literally messing me, you racist white man. I'm like, this is, uh, literally Sage from my friend in Carpinteria's property that she picks and I pay her for it. And, uh, Sage, and they're like, white man taking the medicine of our culture. I'm like, no, no, I like burning sage, actually. People are messaging me, is your Palo Santo ethically sourced? I'm like, is your Wi-Fi ethically sourced that you're messaging me on to like, so that's the level of like where we're at. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm like, oh my God. Like I can't um, stage demons out of my house. How am I supposed to get like these demons out of here from the Hills producers? <laughs> um Okay, so <laughs> shit. Okay, so um, uh, oh, do you, actually, what did you think of the Hills ending? That's always one of the most talked about reality show endings of all time. With uh, them pulling back and they're on the soundstage. So, what did you so think of it? I've only watched of the original Hills twenty minutes. So at that point, when they did the original Hills, that was when they banned me from the premiere, the finale party. Like I was at war. Like you can't comprehend. So I was definitely not like tuning in. But I was like okay, good. You're saying everything's fake. Did you, did you make a little subtext in case the audience isn't getting, you just made a, cause they knew like how, I think at that time, allegedly, maybe there was a lawsuit brewing of like defamation and like fall. Like I think maybe something was coming up about like, you know, making people out to who they're not that like, if that was, um, Nini, 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 Nini. Yeah. if that had been Nini, there would have literally been an apology after that we regretly you know like just the game's just changed so no i i'm i'm happy about it but i think it was also like are you just telling yeah. everyone it's fake like or don't like so it's to me it's like okay. are you saying the show's fake like i still don't get like so you're telling everyone the show's fake okay yeah i mean I, it, 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 yeah totally that that is what they said and it was kind of this it was cool, but it was also kind of a bummer because you're like, ha screw you gotcha. guys. In a way. Yeah. Like, aha, you invested all your time, loser, you know? Um, okay. My buddy, Nick Wagner, he is a writer and producer of American dad. He is in love with you. And he says, I've got a speed round of questions for Spencer. And then he's like, let's call it Spencer speed round or Spencer. Uh, why is American dad the one where he's the CIA agent? Yeah. So here's my pitch for my episode. Um, I got really into Kunzite from Afghanistan. Whoa, now it's going to be worth even more since Taliban's probably going to block it from getting back to America. So I read that the F-22 stealth uh, fighter jet used Kunzite in the targeting system. And then so I got really into Kunzite because I love fighter jets. So I am a Spencer. I'll play myself or I could play a Kunzite dealer to come to American Dad because I just rob the Taliban for a Kunzite for the fighter jets targeting system. And they need to make the acquisition and give me a briefcase oh. full of cash. There's the I, case. Nick is already smiling for me. I, I cannot wait for him to hear this. Okay. He, here's his questions. Let's go. Right. When was the last right. time you spoke to Lauren Conrad? Um, the double date at, with Brody at the Grove, like three okay. season two of the Hills. Like when I was, she was mad at me because I called the paparazzi to get her paparazzi for the first time in her career 
like with the guy that was famous for dating A-list like pop culture people <laughs> that I literally bullied into going on a date with you that time, I think. Whitney Port said she grew up with you. Is this true? And what grade did you meet her? Did not grow up with me. We went to the same high school. I went to a high school with lots of people. We shared the same alley at Crossroads. In high school, I probably communicated with her 14 seconds, if that, like, maybe, I don't even think so. No. Out of high school, in college, she dated my writing partner. I didn't really write. He wrote, he wrote he's now a big shot. I won't name him because he doesn't want to be connected to me because he's a, <laughs> he's a big shot. But she dated him. And so I saw her at his house a couple times. Okay. That's, that's my connection. And I do not like her. What is, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, uh, yeah, she mentioned yeah. your, yeah. What is your, yeah, what is your yeah. first memory She's, of Brody? Did I, did I say her and her husband are the worst? I yeah, because they do the, they do the YouTube viewing yeah, show. People keep uh, on tagging me like, what's their thing against you? I'm like, they're trying to get views and they can't like do your own channel or don't like people send me, they use my and Heidi's photos as their thumbnails. Like I'm about to sue. Like if I have more money since I'm broke, according to the Hills, um, <laughs> I, and I am. I go to proudaddy.com so that I have money <laughs> to And guys, uh, 10% Whitney. off your first order when you put yeah, your, uh, yeah, your mailing right address the in there. Yeah. Oh, that hurt. The other day, somebody got uh, $450 off the product. I was like, what is this? I text one of my players and they're like, um, and they're like, you get 10% off for uh, signing up. I'm like, $450 off? They're like, well, the product was $4,500. i am like, dang, 10% starts like mattering on expenses. Yeah. Episode. I mean, that's, I mean, this is where you can actually get money's worth. Um, what is your first memory of Brody? Uh, on the pushing him on the, we got a pushing fight on the bus. Cause he was <laughs> dating this girl, Heather. It was like the hot soccer player and he didn't even play soccer. And I, I played <laughs> soccer and I was like, you're dating this freaking punk. Uh, so, what are your two favorite qualities of your wife? Uh, her faith, she's the like how like holy and like connected to God she really is and like for real. And um second one. It's a lot of quality. That's why I'm married. Um probably just her pure love, like how how real her loving personality is, like. I had never met that. That's why I married, but like just genuine, pure love energy. It's like, oh my, yeah. which goes with our son, which goes with our marriage, which goes with living. And you can feel that. Yeah. yeah. Like you're just you like, oh, like just, which comes into positivity. So it's a lot. I mean, I can't do. Yeah. Two. It's too much. That's, that's all. How dare you, Nick? That was a horrible question. Yeah. Uh, if I were to buy one crystal, what crystal should I buy? That goes for me as well. What would you recommend first time crystal buyer out of the gate? So, Heidi always says I do this bad because she's like, just tell people want to know a crystal. And I'm like, no, like the crystal picks you even on the, like a e-commerce, like, like as you're scrolling, something will pop out of you to me, like in a virtual set, like world, that crystal is what you're supposed to get. Like, cause if I told you amethyst, like, I love this Brandenburg amethyst, but like, what if you don't like the color purple? You're never going to wear this and you're never going to get this energy. So I try to tell people like the crystal will pick you. Yeah, they're staples. Like if you're looking for protection energy, that's a black tourmaline. If you're looking for self-love, that would be kunzite. If you're looking for just calming vibes, that would be amethyst. Like this is what has been yeah, written yeah, about. Yeah. And like if you're looking for ro love, it's rose quartz. But, you know, I've 
hundreds of one of one crystals that we sell. So and yeah, he was asking their- for creativity and calm, but I guess that's uh, you know I'd say amethyst creativity, amethyst. But you know, Gunner would say aquamarine. <laughs> um, when did your love of pot pies start? I mean, all my life, but then when Erwan dropped that Popeye during the pandemic and yeah. I'm only going to Erwan and it used to be like a special thing. And then I was like, when did the pot pie? And then it became a staple, which I don't get credit for. Um, but that- I mean, it really is that you did kind of make a run on it a little bit. Like, do they recognize that at all? Oh Erwan? yeah, they do. But it should be called like the Pratt pot pie, but they gave me the Pratt daddy burrito. Pratt daddy, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. During the pandemic, I was just, it was just like, what do you do? But eat Popeyes and sit around. So, um, but I mean, I growing up, I always loved chicken pot pie, but it's not something you could order that many places. Yeah. Um, can you please walk us through the ingredients of your $80 taco truck burrito? So it was probably 120, like if maybe 140. People were like, how could you? It's like, I, I'm going to make a TikTok showing this. This is so if you go into Erwan right now and you buy a Wagyu steak that I, you know, for the carne asada, you're going to spend 40 plus dollars. So we're at 40. You go buy the Erwan Pico de Gallo that I bought. You're at probably $12. You go buy Erwan avocados, biodynamic avocados. You're at least at $15. I mean, how many avocados are we getting? You know, minimum 10. Uh, you buy guacamole, you're at 12 if you just want to do guacamole. You go buy the Erwan brown rice I bought, I'm going to say 10, tax 10. Um, you go buy Erwan cheese that I bought, we're at least 8, 10. Um, I'm pretty sure we're at 80, so I think we're past 80. Yeah. You buy the Erwan hot sauce, that's at least, I think it's $15, could be $19. Um, you buy the, now I use the, taco chucks tortilla but i did buy some of their you know tortillas i backed out of it i was like i know i needed to have the the real taco chuck tortilla um right oh black beans nine ten dollars so we got black beans brown rice pico de gallo cheese wagyu steak hot sauce that was 80 what can you eat don d'antonio's now without like going this is trash like because after you eat something that good no don antonio's still tastes better no there's never Organic healthy food is never going to taste better than like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 years of making Mexican food. So no, I don't go to Don Toast because Gunner, it's like God's trolling me. Gunner will not eat Mexican food. Oh, wow. And Gunner runs the house. It's like, he's like, no, we're not going to Don Toast. He's like, we'll go to Belt Camp. I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, wow. Like the, the student becomes the teacher eventually. Oh, no, and he's just punks me out. Um. You and Heidi are known for your epic pours. Rank the following in your order of preference. Red wine, white wine, champagne, rosé. Um, if it's hot out, white wine, you know, it's a little yeah. hot, white wine. Um, red wine, if it's nice, cool out, Italian food. So I, those are tied, you know. Yeah. I, do. Um, I stopped drinking champagne because it's already happening. I've been having vocal problems. I went and saw a... Um, ear mouth throat doctor who stuck a matrix tube into my like the farthest thing you've ever seen yeah and he asked me if i was in a metal band and i was like excuse me he's like yeah i I treat a lot of rock stars (laughs) and you have the same um polyps on your vocal cords as a rock star and then so i ig story i'm like 
he's saying I got a bottle. He's like, he's like, do you do this often? I'm like, yeah, all day. He's like, don't do this. I'm like, I can't. It's my life. And so what happened is initially storing, you had to say everything in 15 seconds, vintage story. Yeah. So I've trained talking that fast into 15 second clips. So I lose my voice now from this podcast. It's I'm about to. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're two more, two more questions. No, no, like it's happening. Yeah. So I can't have champagne anymore because he said no more bubbly stuff. So champagne is out according to my uh, vocal doctor. So no okay. more champagne. But I mean, I've had more champagne than any human that's ever lived. So I think <laughs> number one. Uh, but now I'm back on tequila because I want to lose weight. And I've decided that drinking cartons of donuts every night, um, <laughs> even if it's organic, biodynamic <laughs> wine, is like I work out every day. I should look like Rich Froning. Like I should be a CrossFit Games person. But if you just pour red wine, and then I obviously, now that Erwan does charcuterie plates and I get those, like, you know, so <laughs> I have to, I've gone back to tequila on ice to get in shape. I remember back in the day when you, you, you were going on like watching what you were eating and you just cut the burrito in half. I think I you did know? about, I did about two weeks of that. Yeah. If uh, um, full burrito. Okay. This is a big one. You're known for your ability to provoke needle and fight a grudge grudge and win to the death, but you are also clearly on a search for calm and enlightenment. What do you think is man's purpose and how would you like to ultimately be viewed? Um, I would like to be viewed and now the word is overused, but I realize that is how I would describe myself as authentic. So if I feel like, I just want to be viewed as somebody who's a real human being that has real emotions. Like I would love to be calm, but if you put me in a room with a bunch of people sabotaging my son's, you know, money with this Hills checks, like maybe my energy all of a sudden people are like, your energy. It's like, yeah, I can't stand all of you. Like I'm not going to be fake. So, you know, obviously in a real Yogi, you know, super Zen person could be like, I still love how horrible you all are. It's like, no, I'm, I am, I am true to myself. Like I love crystals. I love having good vibes. But it's like, if you're a bad person, like I don't like you and I will come off maybe as an asshole or a jerk or say things that are rude because like, I, that's, I don't, yeah. like, I'm not, not going to shoot like, fuck you. Like, it's like, so that's the hard part about being like a Zen person is also not just saying fuck you. Some people deserve just to be like, fuck you. Like you're the worst. Like Jason and Ashley, this season, no amount of crystal sage, Paul Santo, their storyline was just trying to make us look bad, which is called a low hanging fruit. When you don't have anything people care about. So you're going to attach on those people that have the clout and energy to give you, which I understand the game, but you're going to play that. Like, I hate you. Like, like, and I hate to use the word yeah. hate, but it's like, I hate you. Like that's, that's sad. Like you're, you literally have, you had no problem with us until you realize that's your only way to get storyline, which I get it. I am understanding of that, but like, fuck you. Yeah. So how would I like to be viewed? Uh, authentic, long story short, authentic. an authentic, real person, which has real emotions. And yeah. I'm an HSP, I've decided, highly sensitive person. So I'm just so in tune with the, the bullshit. Like I can't play. Like I don't, yeah you know who I love right now, which is now controversial because she just got her account deleted is the HRH collection YouTube girl. 
H. Oh, uh, yeah. I, um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, but you Alice, love her. Because like, yes. she just, I wish I could have that. Con- like I said, I was it's so funny to Heidi. I said, I wish I could talk like this and do this. And I said, but they would delete my account because already my account, something's happening where like for days I can't story. It doesn't upload my story. So something weird was already happening with my account, which I don't know why. Um, and I said, Heidi, they delete my account if I acted like this, like this real. Cause I think trolls like. Oh yeah. They love to report. report. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it, it like the algorithm like pauses my stories or something. So I said that to Heidi the next day, her account's deleted. I was like, well, that's why you can't do that anymore. You can't even be that real. But I appreciate her like, like just in like, it's a little gangster, a little too, I, I'm self crystals. It's a little too much, but maybe that <laughs> black tourmaline, like get you with my crystal. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I never thought about that. That's too heavy of a question. Yeah. But definitely yeah. real. Authentic. Yeah. Like, I, I'm fine with people not liking me. Yeah. They don't, they don't know me. That's hard though. As a sensitive person, do you ever, I mean, that just seems like an easy thing that you've accepted and move on. Yeah. It's, I realize now you look in anyone's comment section, nobody likes anyone. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You can't please anybody. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Right. I mean, even, I, even Tom Hanks is QAnon now, you know, like you, no, you get, uh, nobody's no, an all around good guy. No, technically Tom Hanks is dead. He's. Oh, he's sorry. Dead. Sorry. Yeah. The he's new. Dead. Yeah. 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 He's dead. So. Rest in peace. Yeah, um, yeah. Or he's in, he's in Guantanamo. <laughs> finally, uh, my friend Nick just recently had a child and he says, you seem like a really cool dad. What's your best advice for a new father? Um, appreciate when they're small. I know everyone says that they grow up so fast. Da, 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 da. I've heard that a million times. And then it happens. Like, I'm like, man, like, I love how like old Gunner is, but he's like, you're a person now. You're not like my baby. Like, there's no, like, like I, you can parent, like, I'm just now like, make sure you don't walk in the street level. Like you are your own spirit. So like the part where you're just like, so like the, the hardest part you thought is the easiest part. So like one to three and a half was the easiest yeah. part or ba- like, no, like baby to three and a half. So that I, and I took it in, I was with them all day, every day, but it's like, yeah, it's like, ah, like, where's my little baby? I can't like, I was like, he was like, cuddle me, dad. When he was so sad that, um, you know, his mom was in Colorado and I was cuddling him and I was like, this is like a big, huge body. Like, <laughs> like, it's not like, I'm like, <laughs> it used to be cuddling would be like this little, I'm like, like, like wrapping around. Like he's got like pecs, like a chest. <laughs> um, okay. Spencer Pratt, you are a fucking living legend. You spent so much time with us today. I really appreciate it. You guys go to prattdaddy.com. Let us make this worth his while that he does not regret coming on. I need to go buy this. This drip looks beautiful. I want to be able to pull this off. Um, so, so I used to not understand why to go on podcasts until I realized how, and that's why I, I don't regret it. If nobody buys anything is because people like you that have the amount of people that messaged me to come on your podcast. Once I feel that energy, I'm like, that is an influencer. So like you people like the influencing work. It's like, I don't think across the board, but like when people really follow certain people, their podcasts, their story, their channel, like I need to tap into those people, whether or not they buy it, just so you can hear me because I'm up against a, a conglomerate that is airing on television, a version that's, it's not me, you know, I'm fine. I, I, I love, I love parts of it. I love to be on TV. So I'm not hating, but like I can go on podcasts and whether you end it or not liking me, it's like, that's me. So 
I'm trying to like literally out podcast now television shows. Like I'm like, there's a hundred episodes of the Hills. I'm going to do a hundred plus podcasts. So it's like, just well, I mean, wipe it the off the real, board. the real you is exactly what we want to see. Like, this is exactly who you were today is who I know you to be. And it is probably one of the most fascinating people that I've watched in reality television. Uh, you just don't disappoint. Uh, so I really do appreciate you spending this much time with us today and anything that I could ever do to support you or I mean, it is this audience is yours. So I, I just really appreciate you spending so much time. Is there anything else we need to be aware of or keep an eye out for? Um, nope, just yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe this podcast and leave a five star <laughs> review. Um, and, and please tell Heidi I'm a huge fan of hers as well. I mean, just a uh, genius as well. So she's, uh, I'm getting her into the podcast game. I didn't call her daddy, pumped her up. So I think, oh, she, she was awesome. She was awesome so. on it. And I know our buddy Jacques wants her on, and she's just great. Like, if she ever needs a, another place to, to land, please tell her to come on. But uh, thanks so much for today, dude. Talk soon. That was my conversation with Spencer Pratt. What a awesome guy, man. He spent so much time with us. I wore out his voice by the end. Oh, what uh, what a prince, dude. Anyways, go support that dude. Uh, I know he's not expecting anything, but check it out. I'm telling you, I am going to get some kind of Pratt Daddy crystal because that stuff is dope. If you've gone to the website, it, it's, it's got me thing, saying things like that's dope. Anyways, Spencer Pratt, amazing. I don't think you're listening, Spencer, but thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to Sandra who worked her butt off to get him here. So I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye. Betches.